Good morning. My name is Pastor Alfredo Peña, and we are excited that you are joining us this morning. We continue in the Gospel of Matthew, and today's scripture is in Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 46. The title of my sermon this morning is Keeping the Main Thing the Main Thing. Let us go to the scripture this morning. And it says this, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hearing this, hearing that uh, Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most living and loving God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this beautiful morning, and we thank you for the awesome privilege, God, to be able to come together right where we are, God, and become one, be united, God, um, through this time, God, of worship and praise and communion, and now as we sit, ready to be fed by your word. Prepare our hearts, open our ears, um, so that we may hear and, and prepare our spirits so that we may receive your message this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Awesome. Well, we continue in the book of Matthew. Uh, we have been uh, studying this book for, uh, this gospel for about, going on five months now. And it has been a powerful time of uh, studying and growth. And I think that's what I'm the most excited about. All of the, the parables and the scriptures have been really powerful and very timely as well. But I think today's scripture um, is, is one that I think is going to bring it home. I think it ties it um, all together. And so let me give you a little example of why I say that. <clears throat> I work in healthcare, for example. And, and in healthcare, one of the things that we have to do often is be reminded of our why. Why are we um, in business? Why are we? I work in a hospital. What, what is it that, that we're supposed to do every day? And why do we show up to work every day? And the reason that it's important is because um, in healthcare, there's a lot of things that, that can pull you, right? From, from policies that have to be observed, laws that have to be followed, finances that have to be considered. And so when you throw, start throwing all those things um, in the mix, it's really easy to just, you know, kind of get distracted and forget about why um, it is that we do this. In fact, um, I love that every morning we have a meeting, we call it a daily briefing, and we start off every morning uh, reciting our mission statement serving humanity to honor God. And the reason we do that is, again, because it, it centers us. It reminds us of why we are doing uh, what we do every day and why we show up to work every day. I say that because I think the same thing um, should be done for us spiritually. 
And I think the scripture today kind of helps focus us on, on why it is that we do what we do in ministry. Why is it that we do what we do when it comes to our walk, our Christian walk? And I think today is going to be a good reminder of that. So we're going to look at three life application points that are going to help us um, better understand and, and better apply the scriptures in our daily walk. So here we go. The first life application point is beware of distractions. Last week we said beware of traps, right? Today it's also important that we um, are aware of distractions. So let me give you a little bit of background on what's happening here. Is, is, is the Pharisees were so focused on doing the right thing that Ten Commandments seemed like it wasn't enough. Now, they were so focused on keeping those Ten Commandments that somehow they started adding and adding and adding additional laws uh, for them to follow to the number of 613 laws, right? So, so they, um, as they, as they lived every day, tried to follow 613 laws. So you can imagine how stressful that could be, right? I think some of us struggle with 10. Actually, some of us will struggle with the two that we're going to cover today. So imagine 613 laws. Yeah, I think that they lost their way somehow because they forgot why they were so focused on trying to do the right thing and instead became so focused on following the laws. And I'm here to tell you this morning that this is a great reminder for us today that we need to not get distracted by religion. Because when we start focusing on the do's and the don'ts and forget the why, I'm telling you, it will rob us of our joy. It will make what used to be fun and what we used to love to do, and it will make it feel like a burden. It will make it feel like a task. It will make it feel like a job. And I'm telling you from personal experience, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor, and that's what I've been called to do, and, and I'm so glad every day that I answered that call. But sometimes if I get distracted, it can feel like a job. And, and I think that, that I always tell myself the day this starts feeling like a job is when I have to really get recentered and refocused because it shouldn't be that way. And, and today, um, I, I'm hoping that we can lay that foundation or we can be refocused. See, the, the thing I love about this four and a half months, almost five months, is that it has never been about condemnation. It has been about restoration. It has been about redirecting. It has been about not feeling bad or feeling guilty that we're, that we're not, you know, doing what we're supposed to do, but be excited that we're able to refocus and, and redirect. And so today I'm hoping that we can go back to our why. And, and when the Pharisees asked Jesus this question, Again, they were trying to trap him. They had no interest in his answer. What they wanted to do was just trap him. 613 laws. Which one do you think is the greatest commandment? And so they figured, you know, he's going to have to choose one. So that means that we have 612 reasons to be upset at him um, and, to, and to try to trap him. 
But Jesus, in all his wisdom and grace and love, answered, saying, Love the Lord your God, you know, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And, and the second is like it. Not better, not less important, but like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so, so when, when, he remind, when he gave them that commandment and said everything else really is tied to these two things. And I invite you, join us on Wednesday for Bible study because we're going to be able to cover that in more detail. But when I talk about don't get distracted by religion, um, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because when, when we forget the why, when we forget about the love for God, then, then it will rob us of our joy, as I said. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, I love jogging, right? And, and, and when I go jogging, it really is, it helps me, you know, relieve stress. Um, it helps me, you know, emotionally, it, you know, kind of balances me out. Physically, it's a great thing. For me, you know, I, I love how how I feel when I'm running because I, I always honestly thought I was never going to be able to do that, right? And so, so I enjoy it. I I love doing it. But then, I started doing two things. I started noticing the people um, that were running at the same time that I go because you know when you have a routine, you tend to see the same people. And so I started noticing who was passing me. Um, and then I also started paying attention at my time. Now, one of the reasons that I started paying attention at my time is because I started getting asked, you know, when I said I'm running five miles is, well, how long is it taking you to run, right? And then I started noticing that and I started liking the numbers. And so I started almost boasting about it, right? Oh, it's taking me this amount of time. As I continued, I noticed that I was more focused on my time. And so remember what I said I would love because it was a stress reliever. I could get lost in the time that I'm jogging. I had to keep telling myself, okay, focus, focus on your speed, focus on your time. And all of a sudden, it just didn't feel fun anymore. All of a sudden, what was relieving stress was now causing some anxiety because I needed to improve this time and somehow, I lost track of why it was that I was doing it. And, and I know I'm giving you a long story, but listen, when we get distracted that way, it will change things and it will rob us of our joy. And then we're not gonna feel like doing it anymore because nobody likes to do things that make us feel bad. And when, when I was focused on the number instead of all the benefits from it, it was discouraging. And so my uh, exciting excitement for today is that I know I'm not the only one that sometimes gets caught up in the distractions. And today's a good reminder to get back on track, to get refocused and, and, and forget about those distractions and remember our why. Why is it that we do this? Why do we tune in on Sundays? Why do we tune in on Wednesdays? Why do we volunteer and do the things that we do? It's because of this commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Second life application point today is love God. I'll tell you this, in a lot of the commentaries, in some of the sermons that I've heard before, not all of them, but 
a lot of the sermons that I've heard before on this particular scripture, we tend to go kind of fast on the love of God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then we, we want to land on loving our neighbor. And, and I get it, right? That's important. And, and I think one is connected to the other, and, and there is a, a, such a need out there right now that I, I, I'm not taking away from the importance of that. But I also want to make sure that we don't just run through it now, we could say, well, pastor, that's a given, right? We wouldn't do this if we didn't love God. Okay, well, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But let's pause for a minute. And then, and let me ask you this. What does loving God look like? When, when we say we love God, what does that look like? How do our actions and our time and, and where we invest our time and money and, and, and energy, does that point to, does that look like um, the love that we have for God? And uh, listen, you don't want to miss this because this is important. I need to be, we need to be able to answer that question. Because I'll tell you this, I have seen what it looks like when we love a sport, right? I have seen what it looks like when we are passionate about a hobby. Because, because this is not just talking about, you know, um, loving something the way we use love so interchangeably today, right? We say it so carefree, you know, I, I love, I love cheesecake, right? Some of you know that. Um, but this is not, when he's talking about love here, he's not talking about that. I mean, when he says love with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, that, that involves passion. That involves all of you. That involves every fiber of your being, every fiber of your body. And so, so it is different than just the kind of love that we say, you know, so casually. Now, mind you, I could say I love cheesecake with my heart, soul, and mind. But, but then I'm taking away from what that really means. See, we wouldn't go to our uncle or our cousin and say, I love you with all my heart, soul, and mind. I, I, you know, that might be a, a little weird. But we could go to our spouses and say, I love you with every fiber of my body. I love you with all my heart, with soul, and my mind. We, we can say that about our children. Right? I've seen what that looks like. But... How does it look like when we say, I love God with my heart, soul, and mind? Now, as I mentioned a little bit, I've seen what it looks like to be passionate about a hobby, right? I've seen that, that people can spend an enormous amount of money on cars or, or whatever it is, hobby that they like. I've seen what it looks like to love money and how much time and effort and sacrifice we're willing to put in our careers to, to be able to, to make that money and get to that status, that position. You know, I've seen what it looks like when we have lost things because of our passion for something. You know, I know somebody dear to me who his love for music was causing some serious problems in his family. And he couldn't give that up. He couldn't give up the love 
for music and it, it created a lot of problems for his family. So I have seen what that looks like. But what does it look like when we say, I love God with all my heart, with all my soul and with all my mind? And church, I wanna make sure that we don't rush to that because we should be able to define that. We should be able to to demonstrate some actionable items on our part that demonstrate that. Because when we are not able to, then, then I can promise you it's so easy to get distracted. When we love God with our heart, soul, and mind, then it makes loving our neighbor so much more easier. When we don't use love as our, as our core, as our foundation, then, then let me tell you something. Um, everything else is hard. Ministry is hard. Church is hard. Having to, to be disciplined about study and, and de devotion and prayer is hard. So what does it look like when we say we love God with our heart, soul, and mind? We need to be able to answer that. And it needs to be visible in our lives. Not, not that you're trying to prove something to me or to anybody else, but to yourself, what does that look like? Do you um, invest the same effort, the same time, the same money, the same energy into loving God as we do other things? And, and I'm going to tell you many times that is not the case. And somehow, I think when it becomes hard, it's because we get distracted. So, so today, my message, like I said, is timely for all of us, including for me, because I mean, we have to be careful not to get distracted, but we also need to be able to say, am I truly, truly loving God with everything about me? Or is it just with one part of me? Or is it just with Sundays and Wednesdays? Or is it just on, on certain days when I'm good and feeling great and, and, and the coffee tasted good and, and the weather is perfect and so my day is going to be good. But am I also loving God when things are not going so well? Is my demonstration of God's love conditional on what's happening at the time? Do, do, does it change depending on, on where I am and, Listen, we have to be able to know that because this is our why. Everything else that we do is going to be connected to our love for God. Do you love God with all your heart, <clears throat> with all your soul, and with all your mind? I know you do. And I think it's time that we align all those things to to demonstrate that again it's not about proving anything to me or to anybody else but between you and god when we talk about our heart you know everything that we do scripture says above all else guard your heart because everything that you do flows from it so so that means it is not just on certain days or certain moments um, or, or certain situations it's all everything that we do flows from our heart, and we love God with all our heart, with our soul. That, that's, that's with every emotion, every feeling that we have. Does it, do we demonstrate that? 
You know, this is where, where the fruit of the Spirit would be, would be evident in our lives. You know, are we able to answer that and say, I love Him with all my soul and, and, and it's evident in the fruit of the Spirit in my life? Do I love God with all my mind? You know, when we come to, to Jesus and, and we give our lives, He says, Scripture says that He renews our mind. So my question to us is, is how we feeding our mind a reflection of how much we love God? <clears throat> Church, we, we need to be able to answer those questions. And, and I'm, I'm excited because today is about that refocus and that redirection and, and to be able to say, is my life a reflection? Are my actions, my heart, my soul, and my mind a reflection of my love for God? This is, he says, the greatest commandment. And the other is like this. But I, I'm telling you, we're not going to be able to love our neighbor until we're able to, to know that we love God. Here's the third life application point. We must keep the main thing. We must know what the main thing is. We can get distracted, like I said, with, with religion, and we can get distracted with a lot of things happening right now, but the main thing has to be Jesus. The main thing has to be God. The main thing has to be our love for God. And when we love God, everything else, when that is our foundation, everything else is gonna be so much easier. You know, love makes us do some crazy things. And when we love, when that is our foundation, I promise you, we don't put a limit on what we'll do. In fact, we will never put a limit because we love. But when we get distracted and, and we forget what the main thing is, then it just changes so many things. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. When, when we, as churches, when we, as, a, as Christians, you know, we, we, we like to talk about how, how we are a Christian nation. Well, let me tell you something. When we get distracted by, by other things, then people are not people anymore. They're, they're labels. We can, we can easily remove the humanity from someone and, and label them something else. We can say, you know, forget that they're humans and call them illegals. We can look at children in cages and, and say they're illegal. So it's okay. And, and again, this is what happens when we can get distracted. But when we are refocused and redirected and when we understand that we first must love God with all our heart, our mind and our soul, and that all those areas in our lives have to reflect that, then let me tell you something, it will just pour out to everything else. And loving our neighbor will be a lot easier to do. Love makes us do some crazy things. If you have been in love, you know what I'm talking about. You, you would be doing things that you never thought you would do. You would be willing to give up things that you never thought you would be willing to give up. You'd be willing to go places that you never thought you would be able to go, you know, because, because we love. And, and it's not, listen, it's not an obligation. We, we love that person that we just, we just want to show them. And we just want to spend time with them. And, and if it is, you know, going to this particular event, then, then so be it. And I, I would love 
to see that when it comes to loving God. I would love, because when we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, then we will also love the things that are important to God. When, when our motivation is the love of God, then let me tell you something. We will say yes. We will say yes to things. Um, we will say yes to, to the need that is out there. We will say yes to discipleship. We will say yes to praise and worship. We will say yes to uh, our time of devotion and, and study because we want to spend time with God. We want to know about God. We want to learn about God. Is the love for God the main thing? Not out of obligation, but out of love. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you this morning, God, for this message. And we thank you, first of all, God, for loving us so much. As your word tells us, for God, for you love the world so much that you gave your son so that we might have life and that we will not perish. And so we thank you for that amazing demonstration of your love for us that never ceases, that is unconditional, that, that is stronger and stronger every day, the kind of love, God, that we will never be able to outrun. And we thank you for being um, so loving that you sent your son to be able to model what that looks like for us. And so today, we thank you for that amazing reminder. We thank you for this message. We thank you for loving us so much through that through your Holy Spirit, we are being redirected and refocused this morning, God. We thank you that as of today, God, we renew the joy of our salvation. That as of today, God, the, the things that we are called to do will no longer be an obligation or a responsibility, but just something that grows out of our love for you. And it's also out of a love for your creation. So Holy God, as we go out into this world, help us be, God, your, a demonstration of your love. Help us be able to see people, God, through your loving eyes. Be able to hear the need that is out there, God, through your loving ears. And that by way, God, of our love for you, also be able to be your hands, your feet, and your voice in a world that needs it so desperately today. Oh, but what a privilege that is, God, that you, God, love us so much and you're willing to use us, God, as your vessels of love, as your ambassadors of love. So today I ask, Holy God, that you give us the strength and the courage to go out and take our place and, and be, God, be a reflection of your love to everyone, God, that you sent in our paths and in our way. We thank you and we honor you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We thank you so much for joining us this morning. It is our prayer that this service and this message has been a blessing to you. We, we love hearing back from you. So uh, visit our website nb-ccc.org. Let us know how you are doing. Go to our events tab, go to Wednesdays, and you will see there the link to our connection time via Zoom, and then our Bible study on Wednesdays. Uh, you also have the Spanish services at nine o'clock in the morning, and then we have the children's services immediately after this service. So we are excited for you joining us. And listen, just a special thank you 
for all of you that even in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of some difficult times, you have remained faithful in, in your financial commitment to our church. And we are so grateful for that um, because it has helped us be able to to be sustained, to uh, be sustainable during this time. So thank you for your faithfulness. Um, but this is uh, also an opportunity to go through our website and be able to give, continue to give your love offerings and your tithing. Um, we truly appreciate that. So, so now go, go and, and let us be the reflection of love, of God's love out there. Love God through loving people. God bless you and we will see you soon.